0: Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at TaylorConstructionEquipment.com or call 662 446 1048. Now get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk, Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in d
1: That would be a little
0: weird. Is D'Lo Brown the unofficial mayor of D'Lo? That's my question.
1: You better recognize. (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) That makes my day. Wherever you are in our great state, if you want to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning, you know where to go, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. That's the place to find the coffee. They'll ship it right to your door. And don't forget, you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative when you support strange brew coffee house college corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for guys it just isn't any more simple than this the holidays they will be here sooner than you think We're, we're just just over two months away from christmas and that means you've got shopping to do if you haven't done it yet it's time to start thinking about it at the very least And if you've got a bulldog in your life, College Corner is the place to go. Two locations in the Jackson area. They're original by Fleet Feet or Floyd by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant, is the place to grab the best meal in town. If it's lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch, it's still at Restaurant Tyler. For the blue plate, the best in the city, maybe the best in the state over at Restaurant Tyler. Some of the best steaks and dinner you can have in the state. Restaurant Tyler. The best Sunday brunch in the state? Stop me if you've heard it before. It's Restaurant Tyler. So if you want to have a special occasion, just make a reservation or stop by Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi. They're here to serve you. And that's what they do. They're a community bank. They serve their community. If you're in that community, you need to be a part of Priority One Bank. That way, when you're talking about finances with people, you're talking to people that you know, people that you talk to all the time, not some corporate bank where you don't know them from anybody. I'd rather do business with people I work with and and know, and that's how I would. I think that's how you would prefer it too. So, give them a look up on PriorityOneBank.com. Find the location nearest you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Only two days away from Mississippi State versus Arkansas. A little later in the show, we're going to talk to Jackson Fuller of the Southwest Times Leader. He uh, covers the Hogs for uh, for Gannett. And one of the issues, I, one of the not issues, one of the things I talked to him about, Robbie, is men, the mental preparation of this game for both teams. I feel like both of these teams, quite frankly, are fragile. I feel like, I feel like, especially Arkansas, you've lost five games in a row. Five of them, five close games in a row. The the biggest margin of defeat is twelve points in there. You know, you lost by seven to Ole Miss, by three to Arkansas, by three, I believe, to LSU. I mean, these are close games that you have a chance in, and you keep losing. That 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 wears on a team. Also, when one of your superstars is hurt, that wears on a team. Raheem Sanders being out for uh, Arkansas is going to wear, as you know, he hasn't been healthy the whole year. That wears on a team after a while. Mississippi State's going to have to deal with that some this week with Will Rogers likely being out. We did see today on Twitter a very fun cryptic emoji tweet from Woody Marks. Maybe he's going to play. Maybe he's not. I, I I don't know. I I don't know what he's trying to say because I don't I don't speak emoji. But for state, you know, it's just been a tough go of things in conference play. I feel like both of these teams mentally are just not in a good spot but somebody's going to walk away winning this football game how 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 do you view this game for for these teams mentally
1: yeah that's a good question i think that the first half is big for mississippi state if they can come out in the first quarter and go up 10 nothing or even 7 nothing just get a lead in that first quarter you might start to see things kind of collapse for Arkansas a little bit. At what point do they have a breaking point where they just say, you know what, the season's over? I think in this game they're coming in, they they should be fairly confident. They feel like they've played these other teams very close, had a chance against Alabama, had a chance against LSU, had a chance against Ole Miss, should have beat BYU. But especially in this road trip, they've been really competitive. Even the A&M game, they made some mistakes that made that game worse than it than it really was on the scoreboard. They had a chance in that one. So they they can view that as we're just coming up short. We need to come out and take care of business. We're back home. But if you get up in that game and you start to allow them to have a little doubt creep in, then I think the second half of that ball game, things can start coming together for Mississippi State. The, Zach Arnett mentioned it on Monday. The fast start is kind of – the most important thing in this game, you had an 11 a.m. kick on the road, which to me has, in the past, for a lot of teams, has favored the road team, to me. Um, that Um I might be wrong on that, but some of your upsets that you've seen, and this wouldn't be a tremendous upset, but it's a road win if Mississippi State can get it. A lot of your upsets have happened at 11 a.m. in those games. You got a sleepy crowd. Uh We saw it a few years ago against all – Uh, at Auburn, I think that was an 11 a.m. game. Auburn got up to a lead and everybody left, and it was just kind of a sleepy atmosphere from there. Can State take the crowd out of it and kind of allow some doubt to creep in for Arkansas? I think that's the biggest thing for me because both of these teams are, are, like you said, pretty fragile from a mental standpoint at at this point in time. They both haven't won an SEC game. Arkansas is in an 0-5 streak here. State is coming off a bye week, so, you know, theoretically, you would think that they were a little a little more fresh coming in this game. So, I don't know who to say, at, you know, I give the edge to. I, th- I think it would be Arkansas playing at home, and we don't really know what's going to happen with Mike Wright at quarterback. But, you know, th- this is a a game that I think can go either way at the end of the day.
0: I've been sort of harping on this all week about Arkansas. Like, are they at the point where they they see Mississippi State, a team that has also struggled, and they say, this is a game where we can turn things around, and they look at their schedule. Like, This is their schedule the rest of the way. It's um, Mississippi State. You're at Florida. And, I mean, I don't know what Florida is. Their record says they're a good team, but then when I watch them play, they aren't. Um, Then they have Auburn. Florida International, and then the Missouri game, is, in, and that's at home. And, I mean, none of those teams are, are game breakers. None of those teams are juggernauts. They could turn this season around. It has to start for them with a win against Mississippi State. The same thing can be said of Mississippi State. They have Arkansas, then they're at Auburn. They have Kentucky, who is not shown to be a really great team. Texas A&M might have a new coach by that point. Uh, Southern Miss is an absolute train wreck. My Goodness, the Golden Eagles are bad. I was as mad off as I was on my Mississippi State prediction to the, to I think, you know, that uh, was w- much worse on Southern Miss. I had them winning eight games. They may not win two games the way they're playing. Um,
1: Where is Frank Gore playing for them?
0: He is, but he's just completely ineffective.
1: How did that happen? You know, he had, like, I think he was going to have, a, like, some huge NIL deals elsewhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm kind of surprised he stayed. But I don't understand how that's happened, but they are just awful. Right. That's why the last couple of weeks, like, I have had no reservation saying Mississippi State's going to win that game. As bad as State's been at times, Southern Miss is just a really bad team. That might be the worst team that State plays this year. Mm-hmm. No, and, I'm you right. know, they played Western Michigan and and Southeastern Southeast Louisiana, Louisiana.
0: Yeah. So. So, And then you have the Egg Bowl, obviously, to finish that up, where Ole Miss would be a favorite, but it's the Egg Bowl, and crazy things have happened in that game for all time. So there's a turnaround to be had, but it starts with a win, and I think both teams see that, but I just don't know how much confidence those teams can have. For Mississippi State, does does Will Rogers not being there take away from their confidence, or do they look at Mike Wright and say, hey, maybe this guy can give us a spark, maybe this guy can – you know, when t- plays break down, he can do things that Will can't?
1: I don't know what the answer is to that yet because we haven't seen Mike in this um, in this role just yet. And I don't know how players perceive him in the locker room. You know, when all this stuff was, um, you know, the noise was happening around Nick Fitzgerald in 2016 when he had taken over for Dak Prescott, I think there was a large portion of that locker room that wanted Damian Williams to be the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I don't know uh, – f- from what I understand, uh, you know, all the players on the team kind of rally around Will Rogers. So, I don't think that there's a disconnect with Mike Wright or anything. I just think that Will is kind of the unquestioned leader there. So, I don't really know what the reaction is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be discouraging for players that Will is not out there and you don't have that voice at quarterback or if they see you know some more opportunities in this offense with Mike and they see a little more excitement a little more electricity and he's an energetic guy He's a very positive guy it would be hard to believe that you know like he's he's out there and nobody wants to play with him and nobody wants to play for him so i uh, i think we'll know relatively early looking at the body language of the offense and kind of seeing guys' um, attitude out there, what their feelings are with the current situation. I, I just don't know what the reaction is going to be so far.
0: Where do you think the offensive leadership has to come from if Rodgers is out?
1: Uh, you know, I think it starts. You know, those offensive linemen need to take over some leadership. That's an old group. I mean, Dollar Bill is a, a senior. He's been here for, what, five years. Cole Smith's been here for uh, three years, and he's a fifth-year senior. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cam Jones has been around for five years. Um, Nick, Nick Jones has been around. Steven Lasoya has been here for a couple of years. So that's an older group that you have up front. Those guys need to take some of that leadership burden. And then, you know, Woody Marks, it seems like there's a possibility he can play this weekend. He's going to be a big part of things. And your wide receivers are probably going to be as healthy as they've been this year. Because yeah, if you think back to that first game, we were wondering, you know, was Tulu Griffin going to play? Xavier Thomas didn't play. He was hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Robinson was was banged up. This is probably as healthy as that group's been. It looks like everybody's going to be able to play at wide receiver. So they have pretty much their full arsenal if Woody Marks plays outside of Will Rogers. Now it's a big void left from a leadership perspective. But there's a lot of guys on that offense that have played a lot of snaps. They shouldn't have any issues with somebody stepping up and being the voice there inside the huddle.
0: I think you're correct. I think you're correct. But at the same time, you know, until somebody steps up, you know, you don't never know for sure. So I just feel that this game is it's going to be determined early on. I feel like the first team to crack. The first team that gives up a big play is going to pretty quickly settle into it's happening again kind of situation. Whereas a team that is able to break a big play and a team that's able to get out to a quick lead. And when you listen to the interview I did with Jackson Fuller, he talks about getting Arkansas getting out to a quick lead. Zach Arnett talked about it on on Monday, you know, having to start out and play with the lead for a little while. Seven nothing is is it's always a big deal. You want to get the first score, you want to be on, on the board. But it, it is bigger in this game than it is in, in quite a few. I, I, I don't think we can stress enough how important a fast start is for both of these teams.
1: No, and this game is so big for both teams, too. I mean, Arkansas, I mean, you're, you're at the point now where you're wondering, you know, how much longer Sam Pittman's got there if he doesn't win this week. And if he doesn't win this week, I mean, they, they have some winnable games on the back – back end here, but I, I'm not sure that they're going to be able to kind of sustain themselves mentally to have some success uh, going down the road here. And for Mississippi State, I mean, we we talked about it on, I think, Monday about the lack of juice that this team has, this mm-hmm. program has right now. Recruiting is looking like a disaster waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the football team – is kind of teetering a little bit. This feels like, you know, judgment day. This like, and I, like, I hate to like put that kind of emphasis on this, but man, we have seen these situations before and you know, when it's over, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, when it's not going to work. We, we knew pretty early that Joe Moorhead was not going to work. Um, you know, the jury is still out and that there's no, um, there's no finality yet on Chris Lamonis, but you and I are both skeptics of what's happening there and what, and we both feel like we can see what the end result is Zach Arnett has got to win this game. Yeah. I mean, I just don't see if they lose this game and they struggle, it really feels like the bottom is coming out because there's, there just hasn't been a ton of juice around this program the, like I said, the recruiting is going bad. When when the recruits are starting to kind of teeter a little bit and jump off the ship, that's when you really know it's bad because those guys are not as reactionary as fans. They have close relationships with the coaching staff. They hear from the coaching staff about the future and stuff. If you ain't got the future, if you ain't got next year, if you, if you're not looking at this class and saying, this is a really good class, this is something to get excited about, what do you have to sell? So Zach Arnett has got to win ball games. That's the that's the bottom line. Winning games is what's going to save his job this year. And we're at the point now where we're, you know, you hear you you hear the noise, you, you see the fan base perspective, which there's not a whole lot of people that are truly on board right now. And I'm just telling you, if if they don't win games this year, all bets are off. I, I don't think that this is a situation where this is going to be, you know, a long term deal. Right. I think. Sta- I think Zach Selman, he might not say that to anybody, but this is just my personal opinion. I think he understands how important it is to to uh, compete in this era of football inside the Southeastern Conference.
0: So let me ask you this: I think you and I both know what it will look like on Monday if if Arnett loses this game. I think. I think that's that's pretty obvious. What does it look like if he wins? You know, do, do you start seeing, you know, does it depend on how he wins? Does it does it matter what the score is? Or do you just have people saying, okay, well, let's take a step back and let's see what happens this week at, against Auburn and kind of go from there. You know, how much, how much support, how much goodwill can he buy back with a win this weekend?
1: I think he can buy back a ton. I mean, there's going to be people, if he doesn't win pretty, there's going to be people that are still, that have made up their mind that they want a new coach, and I get that. But, um it's to if you're going to be fair, I mean, if the guy wins, he's going to keep his job, and th- and that's how this works. You win football games, you keep your job. Iowa doesn't look very pretty, do they? No, but they're still a good team. they're, they're winning they're winning games, yeah, so um no matter how you win them. That's all that matters. If he wins this game on the road, an SEC road game, he deserves credit. He deserves, you know, a chance for people to kind of wait and see what happens. If he loses this, the noise is only only going to grow because you have a schedule ahead of you that while those games are winnable, it's starting to fade. You know, there's the – any kind of, you know, thought that somebody has that the state can beat this team is – it's starting to fade a little bit because of how they're looking in these ball games. The Western Michigan game was a, you know, a pretty you know, it was a pretty good win as far as from a, you know, the standpoint of Mississippi State was in control of that ball game, but the way that it happened, you know, I don't think anybody was happy about that. So just winning ball games while while I think that's important, they do have to show they got a little excitement. The defense is getting better and things like that. It can't be that they won the ball game because Arkansas was just bad.
0: <laughs> well, what if you know, what if they win something like 45-42? So I mean the defense was still bad, but offensively, especially if Mike Wright makes plays, you think that would that would be a situation where, okay, now they they're moving in the right direction. I I don't know if that's if that's even plausible. And I'll be honest with you, I was thinking about this today. I don't think Arkansas can win this game if it's close. Because they've had all these close losses recently. I think yeah. if it's close in the end, they'll just fold up. They'll, they'll fold under the expectations there. They need to be up two touchdowns going into the fourth quarter and be able to close it out. So for, for, for Mississippi State, for Arkansas, this game, I mean, every year there's a game in the middle of the season where you say that's the swing game. That This is it that your season is either going to go up or down. And look, here's the truth. State could win this game and still go 5-7. and seven. I mean, they'll beat Southern, but they could lose the rest of their games. Arkansas could lose this game, but then turn around next week and find a way to beat Florida and, be, and, and, and win some games. It's possible, but it feels a lot more likely that the winner of this game is going to go on and be able to put together a somewhat successful season, and the loser of this game is just going to fall apart and finish out their year and probably finish last in the West. This is a massive game with massive stakes. We'll see where it takes us um, Saturday morning. Let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. It is still grilling season. Beautiful weather outside, nice and cool, which means you won't swelter when you're standing over the grill flipping those steaks or burgers. Guys, when you cook beef at the cookout, people want to show up. No one's ever said, you know, I, I'm not coming over. I heard you're cooking steak. It's, it's just never happened. So make it easy on yourself. If you're looking for great recipes for tailgating and for cooking out, they've got them at msbeef.org. So check that out today. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District. I have received word from the ownership of Two Brothers that we are to reach out to them and put together the schematics for the thunder and lightning barbecue burrito. Yes. So that's it's good. We're gonna happen.
1: get I, I talked to Lee Battle about this. Yeah. We're gonna get his expertise.
0: And he has much there. Up.
1: I feel like we have a good starting point. Yeah. But there's a few things that we need to iron out here to make this the best possible burrito it can be.
0: Yes. We're gonna do that though. So we're gonna do that very, very soon. And you'll see it on the menu uh very, very soon. And when did you, you know
1: that Lee Battle has become a little bit of a celebrity because of his mention on this show? That's good to I, hear. He was already a, a startle legend, but he is now is now resonating across the state of Mississippi and beyond. I believe it.
0: I believe that. We I didn't realize that this.
1: I didn't realize that this show had that much influence. But yeah.
0: You and I are like uh, we're we're like uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. All right. We make stars. The stars of tomorrow. Yeah, you know, we, we I like we're, it. We're like NXT. So. So. My
1: yeah. neck isn't quite as bad as those
0: guys no. or, or my heart. But you he got better hair than HBK too.
1: Yeah, his, he got cross-eyed. His, his ran away pretty quickly. Yeah. Didn't he get cross eyed because Kane dropped him on that table or something, something one time? Like I don't know. So that'd be tough.
0: It would be. All right.
1: But he's got a hot wife and he does. a lot of money. So yeah, he's got great
0: memories. So we say all that to say the food is really good at Two Brothers Smoked Meats and you should go eat there. We will let you. We will keep you updated on the progress of the Thunder and Lightning Barbecue Burrito. Great products and great services is what every business likes to promise you, but who really delivers it? Who has 48 years of experience and expertise and receipts that show, hey, we take care of our customers? There's one business I could think of, and that's Advantage Business Systems. If you need technology for your business, give them a call. You need a new copier, a new printer, or new computers in your, your office, they've got them. And then if something goes wrong and you need service, you're going to talk to the same people who made you the sale. They're people in Mississippi, so they can take care of your problem quickly, a lot of times the exact same day. There's no 1-800 number. There's no call center. There's no out-of-state technicians. It's all done here in Mississippi. So give them a call today, 601-362-9192, or visit them online absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogue and their collegiate collection, that's where your next polo or pullover needs to come from. They've got the logos that you're looking for. The state script, the M over S, and of course the new interlocking MSU which we're only a few weeks away from that game. Really need to show support for the interlocking MSU. Everybody needs to be wearing it so that it doesn't just go away. We don't want that to be one of these things they put back into the vault. We want to keep that out The way to do that is to continue to buy interlocking MSU merchandise, and they've got it at The Rogue. So shop at The Rogue in Jackson or look online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. Let's go down to my interview. I talked earlier today to Jackson Fuller. He covers the Razorbacks for the Southwest uh, Times leader. That's out of uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Let's get his thoughts on this game and some of of his uh, predictions for Mississippi State versus Arkansas. Let's dive a little deeper into the Arkansas Razorbacks with Jackson Fuller. He covers the Hogs for the Southwest Times leader. And Jackson, I mean, I almost feel bad for Arkansas watching them play five straight losses. They've all been pretty close. And I feel like a team that that's losing games like this, either they look at Mississippi State and say, OK, we can get back on track here with this team, or they might just come into this game kind of broken and on the verge of collapse. Mentally, where do you see this Arkansas team?
2: Yeah, I think this is the tipping point game for Arkansas. I think they're more on the the first thing of what you said. I think they believe they can get back on track, and uh, that that can start this week at home against Mississippi State. But I think there's, I I don't think it's a full blown self belief. I think there is a little bit of doubt within the program, within the coaches, within the the fans, and everything. But there is some guarded optimism that this is the week that they're going to turn it around. I think they, you know, really, since they lost to a I think they knew that beating Ole Miss and Bama were going to be really tall tasks and they've kind of had their eyes on getting past this four game stretch and, and trying to turn it around once they get home. But, you know, they haven't played well enough for them to feel too confident. So I think there is uh, a respectful amount of fear, you know, just given how they've played recently.
0: When you look at these two you know teams, I, I always like to use the term the movable object and the resistible force. That's the Arkansas offense and the Mississippi State defense. Arkansas has had trouble scoring points. State can't keep anybody out of the end zone. Yes. My, my fear for State is that K.J. Jefferson is going to have a big day the same way that Jaden Daniels and Spencer Rattler and Jalen Milrow did. Do you expect the same? Do you think K.J. can have success against this this weak Mississippi State defense?
2: Um, It's a tough it's it's a kind of a loaded question because I think Arkansas struggles this season haven't boiled down to KJ they've kind of been everything around him a struggling, a really struggling offensive line. Uh, The weapons are reliable, but not explosive compared to maybe some years past when they've had guys like Traylon Burks and uh, Matt Landers. So I think that Arkansas can have success and KJ can have a good game, but it's, it's not going to like, it's not KJ doing anything differently than he has this season. It's really going to come down to that offensive line. Can it hold up and pass protection? Can it create some, some explosive plays in the run game? And uh, you know, I think KJ is going to have one or two plays every game where you just, you just shake your head and say, wow, I, I haven't really ever seen a quarterback do that. Uh, but the consistency over the course of the game, it's going to have to start with the other players on that Arkansas offense. I am cautiously optimistic that they'll be able to find some sort of groove. But then again, Ole Miss's defense hasn't been able to stop many teams this year. And uh, Arkansas really struggled in that game. Uh, maybe it'll be different at home this week.
0: When I look at the way Arkansas has lost the, the, these games in this five-game losing streak, I mean, they're, they're pretty much all close games. I mean, I think the biggest margin of victory is 12 uh, in the Texas A&M game. Does that worry you about Arkansas if this game is close going into the fourth quarter? Do you feel like Arkansas needs needs it more than usual to be to have a comfortable, maybe, you know, 13, 14 point lead? Or if it's a, a close game, do you fear that they might just collapse again?
2: I think the one common theme with all these close games, maybe maybe BYU aside, but even that one they had to rally at the end is Arkansas has been falling has been trailing early in these games i mean they were up at halftime against lsu but then lsu came out in the third quarter and and took the lead and then it was kind of back and forth and i'd like to see arc i'd like to see arkansas play in a close game where maybe you know they have the lead and they're they're asking their defense to kind of get a stop um which the last time we really like saw them the defense playing with a lead was against lsu and that offense is just so dynamic they struggled there since that game though the defense has kind of turned it around I do have con- some overall concerns, though. I mean, they, they've they shown kind of pretty consistently that they're not a great team at going field and getting a field goal or a touchdown. So um, I think the biggest key for Arkansas this week is even if it is a close game, try and play with a lead. Get off to a good start. That's something we really haven't seen since BYU-LSU.
0: It's, it's interesting you said that, exactly the, the same sentiments Zach Arnett had at his Monday press conference about Mississippi State needing to get off to a fast start. I do agree, whoever gets out to a quick lead might be able to hold on to it uh, in, in this one. When you look at Arkansas' schedule the rest of the way, they play state Saturday, then they, they have the off week. At Florida, Florida is 5-2, and two, but I don't know if Florida's any good yet. It's kind of a <laughs> weird situation. Auburn, FIU, and then Missouri, who I think is good, but that game is at Arkansas, and Missouri is not this dominant juggernaut. Arkansas could turn it around with a win this week. Do you think that that's the case? Do you think this state win could be a, the start of something, a strong finish to the season for the Hawks?
2: Yeah, I've told pretty much anybody that's asked me this week coming out of Bama or even before the Bama game that I could see Arkansas going anywhere from three and nine to seven and five. <laughs> like they, yeah. I, I genuinely do think that they could win out. I'd, I don't think it's likely at all. I think at Florida is very tough. Um, you know, Missouri is good. And like you've mentioned, and look, Auburn and Mississippi state are still sec football programs. And so far this season, Arkansas hasn't shown they can beat an sec football team. So I think the range of outcomes is, is really all over the board, but I, I, Coach Pittman has talked about it this week. They they need to win. They have to win, and that's why I said at the start of this conversation, this feels like a tipping point game. Where if they don't win this game at home, you know they're a touchdown favorite for the first time in in a long time. It's I think that you're going to start seeing some heads drop. You're going to start seeing some you know severe uh, lack of confidence if they don't win this game, and I think. And I think the players and coaches aren't hiding from that. They know how important this week is against Mississippi State and how it could potentially springboard them, especially going into a bye week where you can start getting some guys healthy, You know, maybe play some younger guys coming out of that week that deserve a shot and, uh, and head to Florida with really not much to lose. I don't think anybody will ex- be expecting Arkansas to go on the road and beat Florida in a couple weeks' time.
0: Every week on this podcast on Friday, we predict our offensive and defensive player of the game, and then we predict an X factor, a guy that maybe not going to have the biggest stats, but somebody you could see making a big play in this game that turns it for Mississippi State. I'll ask you to do that for Arkansas. Who is your X factor, somebody other than maybe K.J. Jefferson, that you think could be a huge factor for uh, the Hogs on uh, Saturday?
2: Um, I think I think Isaiah Satania is a name that I, I think us and the media have just been desperate to see this guy involved in the offense he's a a slot receiver with you know just a, a an, an amazing amount of like speed and explosiveness he returned a punt back for a touchdown against BYU um, he you know returns kicks and I think Arkansas has got to do a better job of finding ways to just get him involved in the offense and but not only on offense I think in the special in special teams he's always a threat to get a big return so I think that's a that's a name an x-factor name that I like is if he you know if he has a good game, a big game, and is involved offensively or makes a kick return or you know pop has some pop plays that Arkansas really just hasn't had over the past month or so. Uh, I think that's a, a really good sign for the Razorbacks winning this game.
0: Don't necessarily want to score here when I talk about a prediction, but just how do you see this game playing out from the Arkansas perspective?
2: I think it's going to be close, man. I, I think I really I think Arkansas is pretty confident that they can win this football game. Not, like, cocky, but they they have a good, right amount of self-belief that they can go win this football game. For me personally, I I just have to see it with my own two eyes. You know, we haven't seen them beat an FBS team this year other than Kent State, and I think it's going to be close. I just don't see a way where Arkansas, based off how they've played so far this year, is going to come out and blow anyone out on their schedule right now. So I think it's close, but I do think Arkansas – has enough pieces defensively to make life pretty challenging for Mississippi state, especially if Rodgers can't go. I think that's kind of been a shame with this season for Arkansas is how poorly they've played. We haven't really gotten to talk enough about the defensive improvements, you know, because mm-hmm. last year they were so bad defensively. And this year they're, they're at least an average sec defense, maybe better. And uh, so I think, I think it, a lot of it's going to come down to, you know, those Mississippi state injury question marks, um, and I think it's, but I do think it's going to be close. I think Arkansas, though, they're they're going to be the more desperate team, just playing at home.
0: See how it goes on Saturday, Jackson Fuller, Southwest Times record man. Really appreciate your time and jumping on the podcast with us today.
2: No problem, Brian. Thank you for having me. All
0: right, thanks to Jackson. Appreciate his time. I think his view of this game is very similar to ours, Robbie, and, and from from the Arkansas perspective, in that. He thinks it's going to be a close game. He's not really confident in one team or the other, but he does believe Arkansas is going to win a close one. I disagree with that. I think I disagree with part of that, I'll say. I don't think it'll be a close one. I think I'm going to give away a little bit of my prediction. I think Arkansas is going to win by double digits. But it's interesting to see how these two teams, again, going back to that mental thing, I just feel like they're both teetering on the edge of a knife here and somebody's about to fall off.
1: Yeah, I I feel better about Arkansas just because I just don't I don't trust Mississippi State, especially on the road,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, I don't trust its defense. As as bad as Arkansas has been on offense, I'm going to take a, a bad offense versus a bad defense all day.
0: Well, and the other way to look at it is this: is that State has been okay, we'll say average at best on offense, right, and then really mm-hmm. bad on defense. Arkansas is really bad on offense, but they've been good defensively. They held Ole Miss to twenty-seven points, and and what one of those touchdowns was a pick-six. So, I mean, they 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 have been good defensively. They held Auburn, or sorry, Alabama to twenty-four points. You know, holding LSU under forty is an accomplishment. I mean, they they did that. So
1: yeah, they have not been bad on defense.
0: Yeah. So that that's that's They got a good front. Yeah.
1: Um, their secondary has been banged up, but they've got they're much better in the secondary this year. They were terrible yeah, last; they year. they
0: were awful last. They were sort of what Mississippi State is this year in the secondary. Yeah, they scored that up a little bit. It's interesting to see. You know, I thought losing Odom and and Bryles was a big deal, and Biles has been a big deal. They're not good offensively, but they've done a good job replacing Barry Odom. They're a much better defense than they were a season ago. But that's where I think the edge is for them is that State is just average offensively, but that's a good defense. Whereas bad offense versus bad defense, honestly, bad offense usually wins. Usually wins that matchup. So, yeah, uh, I'm just I I got concerns about this one uh, as we go into uh, our prediction tomorrow on the show. All right, and speaking of that, you know what tomorrow brings? It is the three P's: Mississippi State versus Arkansas. Robbie will have our and I will have our uh, preview, our playmakers, and our predictions for what is a absolutely massive game. Not just for this season, but for Zach Arnett as a coach at Mississippi State. He's got to have it. I think Sam Pittman's got to have it. Only one of them is going to get it. We'll talk more about that on tomorrow's show. Guys, have a great Thursday. And Robbie, I'll be back with you on Friday. For Robbie Ball, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.